0: Taiwan reported 240 new local COVID cases on Tuesday, most of which were in Taipei and New Taipei. The districts with the most cases were Wanghua and Zhonghe, and the Central Epidemic Command Center also reported two COVID deaths. One was a man in his 80s who had been hospitalized in Far Eastern Memorial Hospital. The other was a woman in Wanghua who was undergoing home isolation, and her family lost contact with her after her COVID diagnosis. She was found dead in her home on Tuesday, and the cause of death is under investigation. Amid the worsening outbreak, the Ministry of Education has decided to suspend all school classes nationwide. The order affects schools at all levels, as well as cram schools and daycares, which will have to switch to online learning until May 28th. Working parents can take unpaid leave to care for their children, and if that's not possible, children can be dropped off on the school campus uh, to study and take their meals. So far, 37 students ranging from nursery school to university level have been diagnosed with COVID in Taiwan. Tuesday was the first day of online school uh, in Taipei and New Taipei, and things got off to a bumpy start, with many students unable to log in due to heavy traffic on the servers. Taipei City's virtual learning platform called Coop Cloud was overwhelmed with more than 2 million login requests, frustrating many students and their parents.
1: Open up this cloud-based learning system, enter the password, and get ready for a long wait. The system was so unresponsive, this student couldn't join any of her classes.
2: It's very hard to use, very troublesome. Other schools are using Google Meet, and they've taken two classes on there already. But we have been unable to go to class on Cook Cloud.
1: Swap out the laptop for a tablet, and this student still can't log in. Some teachers ditched the kook cloud platform entirely, opting Uh, to use commercial video chat software. For parents, the intractable kook was no small source of frustration.
2: Other parents were asking over line whether anyone had been able to go on, or whether anyone had found ways in. We've all been trying, but so far, nobody has successfully logged in.
1: At a press conference on Monday, Taipei Mayor mm-hmm. Ko Wen-je had promoted Cook Cloud for online teaching. But on Tuesday, the page was unable to cope with the traffic, leading to huge jams. Taipei's Department of Education says more than two million users try to use Cook Cloud, overburdening the servers and causing delays when logging in.
2: We encourage teachers and students to use the educational videos and materials already uploaded to the Cook Cloud for non-simultaneous learning. Either that, or using other online platforms or resources for classes. You can't say that the system was overwhelmed because of a large volume of traffic in a short period and use that as an excuse. I call on Taipei's Department of Information Technology to step in and offer its assistance to integrate the city's resources.
1: Councilors blasted the city government and called for immediate improvement. In response, the Department of Education has sorted the city schools by district to establish a rotational system, one that takes turns every four hours to reduce the burden on the system. Taipei's Ku Cloud wasn't the only one with technical issues. New Taipei's online learning platform had similar setbacks. To address these issues, the main login page has been separated into several authentication pages, and users have been asked to use other learning platforms. It's been a bumpy first day for online learning, and schools say they'll need more support measures from the government.
0: Besides trying to buy vaccines from abroad, Taiwan is racing to roll out its own COVID vaccines. On Tuesday, President Tsai, Tsai Ing wen and Premier Su Zhenzhang visited the Central Epidemic Command Center, where they spoke with two leading vaccine makers via teleconference.
2: We, the government, must do everything in our power to ensure vaccine safety and quality so that the public is willing to take the vaccines. But at the same time, we will also provide vaccine manufacturers with the greatest possible assistance. I look forward to these two companies working as one to provide the vaccines most needed by the Taiwanese people today. I look forward to them providing vaccines on an international level so that Taiwan can help its diplomatic allies and make a contribution.
0: Today, two vaccine makers, Medigen and United Biomedical, have COVID vaccine candidates reaching the end of phase two trials. If all goes smoothly, made-in-Taiwan vaccines should be available by the end of July. Demand for PPE is is soaring as Taiwan records hundreds of local cases of COVID. We spoke to one manufacturer of, of protective goggles who's seen demand spike. There's a growing appetite for everything from industrial visors to simple goggles. She's now got production lines running 24 hours a day in an effort to keep up with orders
1: material goes into the machine and, mere seconds later, comes out as a semi-finished pair of goggles. They're scrutinized by workers to make sure they're good before frames are fitted and the finished product is packaged. On Monday, more than 300 new local cases were recorded. Demand for masks, disinfectant, and even goggles is once more rising.
2: Most people buy things like these normal glasses. This type is for medical professionals, like testers or nurses in hospitals. They wear things like this. In the last few days, we had some chemical warfare divisions and disinfection workers wearing heavier-duty ones like these visors.
1: Orders are growing for every grade of protective gear, and this manufacturer is working flat out to keep up. She's got workers on extra shifts to keep the goggles coming 24 hours and to maximize production.
2: These kinds of glasses that protect against flying droplets are used by the average person. I think we got orders for about 60,000 or 70,000 pieces today, and for 20,000 or 30,000 visors. Up until now, most of our customers were registered companies or governmental agencies. Now, because the pandemic is really breaking out, and it seems like we might have person-to-person transmission, normal people are starting to buy these products.
1: But goggles are not the only item in demand. Any PPE that can keep the virus at bay is booming, including robes, gloves, and shoe covers.
2: Yes, we have goggles at home. We got them early just in case because of COVID. We started buying this stuff bit by bit last year. I'm confident. They're working hard. We all have to do our bit.
1: Up until now, fashionable masks seem the COVID must-have, but real PPE is suddenly looking
0: more appealing. The month of May is traditionally when tong flowers are in peak bloom. But under the influence of global warming, tong flower season has been starting and ending earlier. This year, the blossoms at New Taipei's Zansu were nearly all gone by mid-May.
1: We're currently at the Hengsan Li Trail in Sanji. Every May, tongue flowers bloom here. But due to the warm weather this year, the tongue flower season has ended earlier than expected. Tongue flowers, which are admired for their vibrant white petals, usually start to bloom in April and peak in May. But this year, the flowers reached full bloom early. At one trail in New Taipei, there was barely a blossom to be seen by (laughs) mid-May. Usually, tongue blossom season is in May, but the tongue blossoms bloomed in April this year, so now there are no flowers in May. Each year, the Hakka Fairs Council hosts a tongue blossom festival. On the website for this year's event, flower lovers have left comments lamenting the early end to the season. As early as May 4th, one horticulturist wrote that most of the tongue blossoms in Taoyuan had already died. For Most News, Stephanie Yang, Lu Tong in Taipei.
0: President Tsai Ing-wen has apologized for a blackout that affected some 660,000 households Monday evening. The power went out for the second time in a week after a generator failed at the Xinda power plant in Kaohsiung. A post on Facebook, President Tsai said the two outages were difficult to accept. She pledged to make the changes needed to ensure a steady electricity supply.
1: Around 8 o'clock Monday evening, Nanjing Night Market was plunged into darkness by yet another emergency blackout that caught many people off guard. Don't <laughs>
2: know
1: Even the stoplights went black, and traffic had to rely on police officers for direction. People trying to toss out their trash found themselves groping in the dark.
0: <laughs>
2: In the short space of a few days, we have had to launch two rolling blackouts. I want to express my deepest apologies to all our customers.
1: On Monday afternoon, a boiler malfunction at Qingda power plant prompted its number one generator to shut down. Although repairs were completed in short order, it took six hours to get the coal-fired unit back up to full capacity. Due to the shortage on the grid, Thai Power cut power to some 660,000 customers nationwide for 50 minutes. The customers affected were in the two power grid groups, C and D, which were also hit by last week's power outage.
2: For the year 2021, C and D are designated as the first groups to be affected, and so we limited the supply for C and D. There's room to review this system in the future.
1: It was the second blackout in a single week, and once again the president came forward with an apology.
2: Like the Taiwanese public, I too find this hard to accept. I want to apologize to you all. But the more important thing is that there may be human factors at play behind these two accidents. The two accidents remind us of the need to re-examine and review our electricity supply plan.
1: President Tsai pledged a comprehensive assessment of Taiwan's electricity plan in order to prevent blackouts from becoming the new normal.
0: Taiwan shares staged a historic rally on Tuesday as investors cheered positive news on COVID vaccines. One day after dropping 3%, the TIEX soared to close up by more than 5% or 792 points, making the largest single-day gain in its history. The weight index uh, ended at 16,145 points on turnover of $410.21 NT dollars. A day earlier, the Taiwan Stock Exchange had called for calm in the markets despite the country's COVID outbreak. It stated that 96 percent of listed companies had already filed their first quarter earnings, which show strong year-on-year growth of nearly 30 percent. Well, it's that time of year again when companies are legally required to hold shareholder meetings. This time around, businesses have to find a way to hold them amid an unprecedented COVID surge. Let's see how one shareholder meeting unfolded in Taipei on Tuesday.
1: Mask on, temperature screened. A spray of disinfectant and a health declaration form round out the SOP for entry. Investors are seated at an appropriate social distance. Even the executives are lined up with clear partitions between them to reduce COVID risk at this shareholder meeting.
2: There's a temperature check at the entrance, and there's a strictly enforced mask mandate. Before the meeting, I had called them to inquire, and that's why I felt safe coming here.
1: With Greater Taipei on a Level 3 alert, this conference convened by an e-commerce firm had every pandemic precaution in place. To prevent unchecked traffic, the venue was limited to a single entrance and exit, and every COVID restriction was strictly enforced.
2: We're actually an OTC stock. According to the regulations on the OTC market, we can't go online entirely. A physical shareholder meeting is still legally required and very necessary. We've taken quite a few measures to lower transmission risk and to keep everyone safe and healthy.
1: It's nearly peak season for shareholder meetings, and many Taiwan firms still need to hold one in a physical format. In the coming few weeks, the challenge of convening a meeting safely will put plenty of businesses to the test.
0: A bakery in New Taipei is bringing stuffed Japanese milk buns to Taiwan like never before. A Taiwan-Japan marriage is the source of the bakery's innovative products. Buns filled with shrimp and baked spaghetti are just some of the morsels on offer.
2: A plate of round and shiny milk buns full of crunchy fried shrimp. Next up, milk buns with spaghetti and pesto, a Japanese specialty. The buns are not like the usual fare in Taiwan, they're the creation of this Taiwan-Japan couple. Unlike many filled rolls, these are made with Japanese flour and kept moist with egg yolks. French butter rounds off their decadent flavor.
1: We also use two kinds of flour, a bread flour and a strong bread flour, so it has a nice chewy texture.
2: The risen dough is rolled out to get the texture perfect. Mr. Chen manages the bread while Ms. Tsukamoto takes care of the fillings. The spaghetti is first baked, Aye. then mixed so it absorbs all the sauce. The shrimp are deep fried in hot oil for a crispy crunch, just like it is in Japan, even if the chef's arms sometimes pay the price.
1: We choose soft spaghetti for the spaghetti bun, and the yakisobo sauce is like it is in my hometown.
2: Following an interesting cooking, Ms. Tsukamoto came to Taiwan to study from an uncle who runs a bakery here. That's how she met her future husband.
1: She didn't have any friends when she came to Taiwan. I thought I would show her some of Taiwan's beautiful scenery, but I never thought we would end up married.
2: Now the pair work together to run their own bakery, and neighbors enjoy the fruits of their collaboration.